No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't start recording. Oh, so you didn't record any of that? I didn't record any of that. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> No, hey, cool. dude, that's a lot better than um, where we've been, where it's gone about mm, two hours in with no recording. Really? We're not uh, going to be out in two hours. No, 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 no. We got like 20 minutes left. <laughs> but um, thanks for bringing me this... Uh, Aztec Mocha. Mm-hmm. Uh, that place, like I was saying uh, earlier, that place really lends itself to this idea I had that lesbians make the best coffee. I don't know what it is, but something about <laughs> being lesbian requires caffeine. I think maybe it just requires a lot more focus to... You have to get past all your own woman shit and then deal with another woman's shit, I think. Oh. Like, with enough caffeine, you become more masculine, I think. Is that right? Yeah. It's an alpha type thing, right? Focus? If, no, having coffee and caffeine, get the day started, you know. I guess. Right? People who get shit done. Lesbians get shit done, man. Right, no, but that's what I'm saying is like, uh, you're, you're, are you sexist, do you think, or no? Uh, I mean, I think my girlfriend's better than me, so if I'm sexist, I think I'm sexist against men. Um, mm. But I'm definitely, there. I think I'm... Like I've had this conversation with uh, with members of the LGBTQ. Uh, my friend who's like study who studied um, what's that called? They don't allow it here in Texas, like gender studies. Like he went into school and then he did classes in gender studies. He he explained to me how I'm non-binary, but I'm non-binary in a different way because there's Lucas McCreary, and not he's the kind of non-binary where sometimes he's male, sometimes he's female. I'm the kind of non-binary where I'm neither. Interesting. Like, I learned that, uh, like, the way the way I figured it out is my ego, I identify more as my brain than my gender. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, you got nothing to do with that? You got nothing? You got no... I'm thinking about it. Mm. Um, I think uh, that's an interesting way to put it. I think for me, sometimes it's hard for me to uh, to relate to a lot of that stuff because I've never really put that much identity into gender at all. Do you get what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's like, but you I'm, know, it's like it's like saying like, oh, uh, to me, based on, and, and it's more serious than this. This is me exaggerating a little, but being like, I don't identify with having brown hair. Hmm. You know, it's like it's just not. Like, I, I, I more just think about male, female, and that I don't put that much into, like, the societal uh, identity. Like, I'm just me, you know? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm saying. However, it's <clears throat> one step. Like, if it wasn't for the amount of testosterone I have, I would be totally asexual. Like, I think. Yeah. Like, I even think sex in itself is a waste of time. Sexual intercourse. Yes. Is a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, probably if you if you don't have any interest in it. Do you not have any interest in it? Uh, you, you're asexual? No, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. But, like, that's only because, like, if but I you don't... you don't think she's hot. No, I do. But, like, <laughs> I... If I didn't have sex, I know I'd go crazy. Why? But that's... It's just... I, it's It serves only a biological function. Right. Same with, like, food, right? I guess so. 
I guess we just went on a long road to finding out that I'm normal. <laughs> I don't know. I just think, but then yeah. I, then I start thinking about masculine and feminine and how, ooh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then like, like Matt, I don't really enjoy like that masculine bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I, I enjoy like feminine bullshit, but right. I don't really like, I have three macho older brothers and three super feminine older sisters. Yeah. And I can tell I can't lean in either direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I find myself yeah. closer towards a perfect neutral. Yeah, I get it. And I, but I think for me, like, uh, not that I'll, I'm perfect, but yeah, I think, uh, it's interesting because, and I think people do whatever the hell you want, whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. But for me, sometimes I'm like, um, when somebody says like, I don't identify with society's like definition of a man. Well, that's just, you're just putting value into something else. Like the word mm-hmm. man means whatever you want it to mean, you know, like the traits about it, you know, like, like it gets tricky when we're talking about gender versus sex. It's very versus, confusing it's, stuff. It's, like it's that's why I said confusing. like it had to be explained right. to me. So that's why to me, I look at, okay, what is the reason why we have genders or sex? Is there any purpose to I wanted to be more specific in saying the big one with the dick, <laughs> <laughs> but what purpose does that serve? Uh, well, there are role, like you wanted, I assume it's like, um, like a competition thing. Like we needed people for the army. Like we needed people to fight in wars. We needed people to hunt. And they're like, you know, I, call me crazy, but it seems like the guys with the penis are a lot stronger than the ones with the vaginas typically. Kind of. <laughs> That's what it seems like. <laughs> you know, those rope having motherfuckers can really, can really chase down an antelope. That's a good question. I don't think, at a certain point, I think gender doesn't serve a purpose, which is why, like, I I used to think about this more often, that, like, gender, like, people who are ultra-masculine or ultra-feminine just are very uninteresting people in general. Like, if you lean into your gender as the majority of what your personality is, you're probably not that interesting. Yeah, and that goes with anything. Yeah. Anybody who's too much into... Whatever it is, dude. If you're too into canoeing, if you're too into uh, comedy, if you're too into, uh, you know, uh, dogs, whatever, too far, cars, if that's all you can, you know, talk about or think about, it's like, you know, we like, we like people who are uh, multifaceted, people who um, are useful. Yeah. And if you're only useful in one respect, you're not very useful. Yeah. Well, but, and I think sometimes it can maybe uh, make people feel not special to be boxed into like, hey, there's two things. There's male and female. And you go, wait, wait, but there's all these other things about me. I'm I'm Anthony Martin. What You're forgetting about this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And for me to just say, no, you're just a man can make you feel... Uh, you're just a man. It simplifies things. <laughs> yeah. People don't want to be simplified, maybe. Yeah, I that makes sense. But to me, being a man or a woman is just a small piece of the whole puzzle of you. That's mm-hmm. the way I look at it. I, I don't look at it as you fitting into that. I look at it that fitting into you. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that the main function of gender previously in like the grouping uh-huh. is 
at, from a leadership perspective. Like if you, if you were a leader, right? And me as, let's say I'm a leader, I can only help out because I have, I have several nephews and a niece. I can help all of these young men deal with like being a young man, but I can barely help a young woman. Why? Well, I can offer wisdom from my perspective, but that's more from my perspective, and I won't understand her experience as much as, say, a woman would. Right. Yeah, so, so there is ref- a difference to it. But it's hard to sometimes explain or to... But there's just... Yeah, there is a different experience. Dude, even talking to, like, uh, female comedians, mm-hmm. you know, who, are sa- who tell me that they're, like, uh, they don't feel comfortable going to certain mics late at night by themselves and yeah. stuff. That's something that I've never... That's never crossed my mind ever i've never been like oh the 10 o'clock mic at the creek in the cave that'll be sketchy i'm not going to that but in that respect women will never understand a certain kind of loneliness that a man can have like you can you can ultimately be left to your own devices and expected to deal with it by yourself and if you aren't able to deal with it by yourself then you're lesser of a man Oh, you're saying based you know, on the societal. Exactly. Uh, like if you left a, if you if you were on a date with a girl and you were driving and you just mm-hmm. let her out of your car and she's by herself in a place that she doesn't know and like now she has to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. You're an you're a huge asshole. But if a woman did that to you and you're on a date, yeah, she's an asshole, but also like dude, come on, pull, like get your shit together. Like you're up, so what? You're on the corner of whatever and whatever, get an Uber, walk home, figure it out. Yeah, and I think that's how it should be. Uh, yeah, because there's far less likelihood that we're going to get raped. Right. Yeah, but it does. But when it comes to uh, different, you know, there's different aspects of life where everybody still needs a hug. Everybody still wants companionship, and yeah. so. Uh, do you think? Uh, do you do well alone? Are you good at uh, I used to be better at it. Um, ever since I've been in my relationship, I feel like being alone has gotten harder. Because mm. now we're in a long-distance relationship. Right. Because we were together in Portland, and then I moved down to Austin. And she's planning on... We're, we're figuring out the plans to get her to move down here. Mm-hmm. But she's currently doing some, uh, some school program in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had to relearn how to be alone. Mm. And even so, it's not. I'm not nearly as alone as I previously was before meeting her. Yeah. Like, I was far, far more alone. And that makes... I think you develop a certain kind of hardness yeah. that I lost. And I've had to regain yeah. portions of that. But I still have certain... I'm, I'm free of certain... Certain uh, temptations that make being alone difficult. Like, if you're alone and you want to have sex... You have to you have to spend time cultivating a relationship with a stranger mm-hmm. to whom have sex with, versus if you're by yourself and you're in a long distance relationship like me, I don't have that responsibility. I don't have that that temptation. I don't have any sort that entire facet of being alone is taken care of, and I can focus on work far more. And, and that's it's a good thing. Yeah, it's hugely advantageous. Right. In comparison to like what I see a lot of people go through. Yeah. Mm. This feels great. I got we got a nice little breeze right now. Mm-hmm. I can't complain about this at all. Oh, I can totally complain. <laughs> I'm I'm great at complaining. 
Are you hot right now at all? Yes. Uh, oh, I mean, you do have pants on, so maybe we're differed in that. You also got uh, that mane that keeps you nice and warm. That's true. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm thinking about getting a haircut, actually. Oh, really? This seems like a lot to deal with. I was just uh, perusing through your Instagram. Really? And, oh, uh, I haven't had the long hair for long. Yeah, I don't even yeah. look like the guy on my Instagram. I know, just like a, a little over a year ago, you looked like a completely different person. I've, I've had several moments. I, I really struggle with what I look like because I've changed so many times. Like, there have been many times in my life where I look like one guy, mm. and the next year I look totally different. Mm. And it's, uh, like, I'm always trying to improve, and I'm always working out. I'm always, you know, I don't really care what my hair like this i'm not superficial so i i let my my outward appearance change a lot because mm. it doesn't bother me it's just up to whether or not you know my girlfriend likes my facial hair i stop shaving it uh i don't have access to free haircuts like i did previously i let it grow out <laughs> i'm letting the world change me did you know what she's doing she uh, she actually doesn't like your facial hair. I'm just ugly. No, but you're away, and she wants to try to make you as in- unattractive as possible so that you can't. Yeah, there's something. So that you're not. Uh, she wants you to be scrubbed. She's like, stop working out. Just just let your facial hair grow. Just wear, you know, sh- shitty clothes. Yeah. Who cares what you look like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh... Why'd you brush your hair today? Oh, no reason to do that. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the country. What? <laughs> what? I definitely think that it's kidding. a girlfriend's job to provide some level of adversity to your life. Like she'll, uh, she purposefully made me fat. Really? Like she, she bakes a lot. Like she'll bake like six cakes in a day <laughs> and then she'll demand that I eat some of it. And if I don't, it's like, oh, you don't like my food. And it's like, all right, I'll have some. And then it's like, oh, you only had one bite. Eat more. Oh, uh, you give in too easily. Uh, well, I like sex, so. Nah, but you know, it's, see, it's even a, a reverse psychology on top of that. Mm-hmm. Because everybody wants what they can't have. Mm. And you being like, fuck your cake. In the moment, she's going to be pissed, but then. She's going to go away and she's going to be like, fuck, yeah, I have that noticed. was hot. Anytime. That was hot. He doesn't give, he hates me. Spit on me. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, when I, whenever I ask her to make me a baked good, she yeah. doesn't do it. Like if I make a request. See? And that, and, and how do you think about that? You're like, wow, she's so cool. She doesn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck what I think. Yeah, because yeah. if she was just like, oh, Anthony, whatever you want, you, you get annoyed at that, by that. You're just like, ah, I definitely think less of her. Too easy. You definitely think less of her? Yeah, if she was just yeah. like a people pleaser all the time. My right. girlfriend's so, so fucking mean. There's a, so that's why we get along, because I'm, I'm way meaner than I think I come off. Or nicer, I don't know. I feel like I've been letting it out a lot more often. Really? I don't know. What was your first impression of me? Was I like mean when you met me? Did I seem like a dick? Um, what was my first impression of you? Stupid hair. No, 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 no. I, I'm trying to think. I mean, dude, honestly, when I first moved out here, you meet so many comedians and stuff. And like, everybody probably thinks that this like, oh, what? And I think about this too. What is this person? But 
probably for most people it's just like i don't know just another guy hmm. a person my first impression of you was like that guy is very new to this oh really? <laughs> not that you you were bad okay there i said <laughs> it you when i first saw you i was like wow this this pretty much sucks uh, but then the next few times I saw you, you had gotten better and better at hosting, uh-huh. the like the Roma room, yeah. and you had like some really killer riffs after people's sets, and I was like, hey, you're like you you care, and that's what Thank I look you. for in a lot of comedians, uh, and I try and exercise not caring as much as I can because like I've been, like, and I used to care so much about what people thought about me, yeah, and that's why I have to, I literally have to exercise not giving a shit, yeah, because. I'm, I'm like agoraphobic slightly. Like I'm afraid of other comedians. What does agoraphobic mean again? You're afraid to go outside. Oh, but, um, I I, mean, do you hit a lot of mics? Sometimes I I feel like I go through waves of seeing you and then not seeing you. Well, but it's also, there's so many mics, so it could be, you're just at different ones. I get caught up with life. Like I had to go down to California for a week. Uh, It was my sister's wedding. And then I got back in town and my car started blowing out black smoke. Oh, yeah. And so I needed to get a new car, and I couldn't go do mics. Mm. It it's a grind, man. It's yeah, and it, it's it, lately, it's been a battle between like my free time. Like I just I I have to pick one thing or the other. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, well, I have to get a car. I'm not gonna Uber to mics. Yeah. So, yeah. It's hard to be consistent. Things come up. I'm gonna. I'm already not looking for. Well. I have to go to my brother's wedding for a week in California. and I'd... Who gives a shit? Like, who wants to go to weddings? Like, why? Like, we get it. You guys fuck. And you're going to continue to fuck. Thank you. You're probably going to make little versions of yourself. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm 100% with you. I hate to, you know, I mean, it's my brother's wedding. I hate to be like, and I, I'm looking forward to going to see family kind of. I mean, yes, I, I am looking forward, but it's also like, I'm kind of like you in a way. It's hard for me, like socializing with people in big settings and stuff. I uh, I just want to hide sometimes. Do you feel like you can openly be yourself to the to the maximum, like the farthest ends of your no. your spectrum? No, no one can. No. So why why would us as comedians who want to practice finding that range and yeah. practicing within that range of our ability uh-huh. want to now suppress ourselves for a week around our family yeah around people who are definitely going to judge us and are expecting to find new things about us like oh what have you been up to and uh, i've been telling this joke about fucking a cat uh, <laughs> how about you mom but i would say and, and i think similarly to you but do they even care does anybody give a shit is anyone thinking about us as hard as we're thinking about them thinking about us Nobody gives a shit about anyone. Yeah, that is true. We are thinking about them thinking about us. Yeah. I mean, are you thinking about that one cousin of yours or that aunt who's doing... You don't give a shit. I really don't. And you'll go up and you'll say, hey, how's it going? But you know what I will think about? The fact that they put me at the fucking kids table. <laughs> Dude, they put me at the kids table with my 19-year-old nephew and then... At your sister's young- wedding? At my sister's wedding. And then the guy sitting next to me was 29, but and and he's like going nowhere in life, and he's my cousin. Yeah. And it makes me go. So he's at the kids' table, and I'm at the kids' table, and we're not kids. So is this the kids slash fuck up table? <coughs> that sneeze almost tipped us over. Is yeah. this the, is this the the kids slash fuck up table? And then he gets 
super fucked up and starts talking shit about my mom to me. And like to the point where he's like, fuck it, your mom. And just like, I'm like, all right, this is a good time. Wait, earlier we were talking about uh, comedy and like, um, you know, first impressions and stuff. And like that we care so much about what other people think. You know, or that you said you do, and um, I think I have to because comedy is such like a networking thing. Like this is content for the internet, and I can't do it without you, and you can't do it without. Well, you could do it without me, but uh, you need guests, so you need to be likable. You need to have a network. You need to put yourself out there, and that stresses me out because it feels like I have something to prove. And I've been feeling that way for six years. So I don't want to, I don't want to keep doing that. I don't want to have to, I want to just be at the point where I am, who I am who I am. And you either fuck with me or you don't. And that's, I'm, I'm trying to maintain that mentality. And it's just hard when people see you and see, they determine that you have nothing to offer and they pass you up. Versus my friend DJ, who who's giving me opportunities, and I asked him, I was like, "Hey, I'm looking to open up a, a mic slash show and get paid for it. What are what is your advice? What can I do?" And the people who are receptive to my willingness to learn and my willingness to work hard are the people that are gonna that I'm gonna not just work for, but I am going to push them, and they're going to push me. Yeah, because we are both in the end in in a pursuit of greatness. Like, yeah. I want to be the best stand-up comedian I can be. And then once I reach that level, I want to be the be- one of the best of the best. Like, if I, can be, if I can be put in the name of, like, Ron White, Jesselnick, uh, Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, that would be, um, I would be thrilled. And not just, and it doesn't matter, like, it doesn't matter if I get on Rogan or something like that. Like, those big podcasts, those big milestones, because you can make it yourself. Like Rogan did it himself and who knows what's going to happen in 10 years. And I'm trying my best to do it my way and not think about what other people do and what other people are, how other people are reacting to me. Hmm. Because in the end, like I, I went through this whole like three week period recently where I was like, I have no fucking friends. Hmm. And now I'm here on a canoe with you. You're like, I'm not your fucking friend. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, do you think we're friends? Uh, I like to think so. I'd, I'd be pleasantly surprised if you said yes. <laughs> yeah, um, we're friends. But uh, my my buddy Evan, like, I have this guy. Wait, pr- surprised if I said yes? I'd be pleasantly surprised. I, I know we're acquaintances, but, like, there are people that I uh, see a lot that aren't my friends. Yeah. I think ultimately it comes down to effort. Like, I, uh, there's this professional fighter. Um, he's injured, so it's not like I'm training with, like, him at his tippy top. But we, we train together. Like, he's teaching me boxing. Because we live in the same apartment community. and But he, um, one week we were talking and I was just like, yeah, I got to get new shoes. And he's like, oh, what kind of shoes do you wear? And I'm like, I don't know, whatever. Like, what size are you? And I'm like, 12, uh, 12 13, depends on the shoe. Because uh, I have like wide feet. I got wonky feet. And next time I saw him, he had new shoes for me. Wow. I'm like, what are these? And he's just like, new shoes. I, I bought them for you. And I'm like, why? He's like, I, you're my friend. You needed shoes. I got you some shoes. I'm like, dude, I have other shoes, but thank you. Like, I, I really appreciate this. Like, you really didn't have to do this. That's so sweet. Yeah, it's really sweet of him. And, like, I 
before I was training with him, I was I taught my nephews how to box, and my my young one of my younger nephews, he's 13, uh, he went to a boxing gym like every day for six months, and he 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 can really fight, and so every new thing I learn, and when I go back to California, I teach it to him, and I train with him, and I we have that bond, like me and my nephew bond over boxing. Yeah. And I make him better, and watching him be as good as he is, as young as he is, makes he's he is just me but better and it it makes me really happy to see how far he's come but i told that to to my buddy lawrence i'm just like hey man it's it's so interesting the way knowledge is is that you've taught me and i taught my nephew Mm. and he's he's a 32 i believe 32 24 uh 14 oh actually he's 16 i I have no idea how old these kids are uh and he's 16 but do you feel like sometimes uh, you don't feel that same sort of friendship or camaraderie within stand-up comedy? Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Because if I'm... A lot of people don't realize that if you're around people who are super funny, um, that makes you better. But if you're around people who are not funny at all, that makes you worse. Mm. Uh, unless if they work on their personality. Like, I realize that I've worked on my personality more than on... St- in stand-up i think yeah and not to say i haven't worked on like actual stand-up stuff like writing and joke stuff and stage presence but i think that as a personality i'm stronger than as a comedian but that's just because i've, I've done a lot of improv oh, okay i've hosted a lot yeah and so i'm more comfortable being a guy on stage than necessarily the joke teller uh, yeah there's a difference i i, I feel the same way Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm better at podcasting and hosting than writing and doing a performance. It's harder. It's because it's, it's acting. Part of it's acting. Mm. Stand up. Stand up part? Okay. I was going to say like hosting, not so much, but. No, I'm saying hosting is improv. Podcast is improv. It's, mm-hmm. it's real thinking on your feet more. And there's some of that within stand up, but. The core of stand-up is you wrote these jokes and you've been perfecting them yeah. and doing them a bunch of times and you're rehearsing and now you're giving a performance. Yeah. Most of it. And then there's some improv in between there and you're doing different takes and you're playing off the crowd and doing crowd work. But your improvisations add to it. It's it's like layering mm-hmm. or sharpening a sword is, a, is another common expression for like writing a joke. But you you have to have the mind to make it up on the fly to begin with because when you first wrote the joke it was coming from nowhere mm-hmm. like i have a whole bit about how i want ariana grande to lose a leg and that's that was just something i thought of because i couldn't think of anything else and it was just like a guttural like what do i feel right now and i was just like fuck ariana grande so um you did comedy in la for how long up until COVID, from the time I was 18 till COVID. And then I moved to Portland and Any I comedy was getting, there? huh? Any comedy there? It felt like I was the only comedian in Portland, really. really. I went to the Helium Comedy Club and I was like, can I please, I'll work for free. I have another job and then I'll come here and I'll work in the kitchen, I'll do whatever the fuck, as long as I can get on a stage. And they said no. Because uh, there were people that w- I would basically be putting a guy that they could, that they want to pay out of a job. Like if they need two people, I would just be standing around. Because they want to be able to pay their, their previous guys. Um, 
I tried to get on things and like no, nothing was really happening because the, Portland was super disciplined about the whole don't gather, mm. mask up, be safe. Were you thinking you could stick around in Portland before you went and like, oh, I'll do comedy in Portland for That's, for that's ultimately why I moved because yeah. I felt as happy as I was in Portland, I felt incomplete. Mm. Like there was a hollowness to my existence because I was like, I can't, I'm not doing comedy. Yeah, you've and been doing comedy since you were a kid. That's crazy. Yeah. Or not, well, 18 isn't really a kid. Yeah. I mean, it is in some respects, but like... I mean, were you in high school or you had graduated? I had graduated. I had done one yeah. semester of college. Yeah. And then I started doing stand-up. That's crazy. But, uh, yeah, I started doing street comedy. Uh-huh. And so I bought a speaker and a mic, and I just went out into the street, because I saw these people outdoor dining, and I went, I could tell them jokes. Like, that's like a small audience. And this is when I realized, I had a realization where I would be out here doing this and people would try and put money in my hand. And I'd be like, oh, I didn't do this for money. And they're just like, here you go. Thank you. And like when I would say, I would like walk up to people because in LA it's like asking someone to come to your comedy show is like a big ask. Like it's, Yeah, it's like, can you watch my dog this weekend? Yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> chore for them. Yeah. Um, can you pick me up from the airport? Exactly. <laughs> Um, but in, in Portland, they were like, oh, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to tell us a joke. Oh, everybody. Shh. Yeah. He's going to tell us a joke. Hey, hey, he's, we have a comedian over here. Right. And it felt like a, it felt like a gift. Like I was going to give them something like I, yeah. like, oh, you, you brought us cake. Everybody have some cake. Yeah. Um, and that was eye opening. Cause then they would be like, like a lady put 20, $20 in my hand. And one night I put some pressure on myself and I was like, I don't want to come home until I have $20. And that's when it happened. So I did. And that's how you ended up sucking dick in the alleyway. <laughs> but that's, yeah. I'm, but you got your 20 bucks. I'm, I treated stand up like I had to survive on it for, yeah. for a night. And honestly, that, that the first night I did street comedy, I walked around for probably two hours before I actually decided to ask someone if I could do it. Mm. I walked around for two hours and then finally I saw a, um, uh, there was a, what's it called when you greet, a greeter. It's called when you greet people. Uh, he, it was a greeter outside of a supermarket and I was like, hey man. And I would dress up in like dress pants, belt, tucked in black shirt, tie, speaker, microphone. And I was just like, hey man, can I tell you a joke? And he's like, what? And I'm like, I'm a comedian. I'm going around telling jokes. Can I tell you a joke? And he's like, Sure. And I pulled out my microphone, plugged it in, turned on the speaker, and I started telling him jokes. Uh, an employee, another employee walked by. He started listening to me. And then they were like, hey, we kind of have to get back to work. And I was like, okay. But I, that took the load off of me. And then I went over to, like, where the, like, bigger groups of people were. And I just started asking people. And people would, uh, like, there were, two, <laughs> there were two couples that were sitting on a bench and I asked them if I could do that, and they, um, what did they do? Uh, two, the one couple really liked me. They were laughing. They were like, ha ha, like they're they're enjoying it. The other couple, just like straight faced, like glaring at me, like, can you get the fuck out of here? Like to me. Um, but on, I did this on Halloween, and that really gave me a ton of confidence because I I went out on Halloween. And I'm outside this like outdoor bar and I asked some people if I could do stand up to them while they waited and to get into the bar and they 
And then they're like, sure. They they get told to come in and they're like, come on with us. I was like, okay. And they're like, we have more people coming. Uh, do you want to wait? And I was like, yes. And so now I'm doing stand up to a table of like 13, 15 people. And then when I was done, they all gave me like five bucks. I was like, fuck yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> like the adrenaline rush of just like, I, I felt like I robbed a bank. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we uh, get out of here? Uh, can I promote my socials? Oh yeah, for sure. Follow me on Instagram at the Anthony Martin. Uh, I try and post things there when things come up. Uh, although I'm very self-conscious and I want to make sure all my shit is good because I'm a perfectionist. Um, I do have stuff in the works. And then follow my TikTok. It's hey, what should my name be? Um, I'm planning on making a return. I was posting stuff every day for probably like a month and a half. And then I stopped because of life. And I'm planning on starting to do that again. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm getting into drone stuff. You'll probably see me tagged in drone footage soon. I'm buying a new drone. Um, and you'll probably see me in Nico's other stuff because I'll be doing drone footage for him. Yeah, so please follow me and give Nico a like and subscribe.